0: Welcome to the St. James Parish Podcast. Enjoy sermons, lectures, and special presentations from St. James Episcopal Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. Curious about what else St. James has to offer? Visit our website linked in the show notes to learn more. What an absolutely beautiful morning. Where has this weather been for so many weeks? And here we are. On this Labor Day weekend, on this final Sunday of our summer season at Mount Lebanon Chapel, summer remains for just a moment longer, but with a slight feeling of fall in the air around us, or at least the beautiful calm after a whirling tropical storm. But this day and this weekend is also the beautiful calm before The whirlwind of a new and exciting season. That's what Labor Day weekend feels like to me every year. That bittersweet culmination of the end of summer and the cusp of an exciting new beginning. But one of the other defining characteristics of Labor Day weekend for me, it's football time. (laughs) That time where I, and I'm sure many of you, gear up to watch our favorite college teams play against those opponents, those big games to kick off the year with one simple goal, to win. (laughs) Perhaps it's a different sport or game that captures your attention the most throughout the year. Basketball, it is North Carolina as it is. Hockey, soccer, maybe something else of the like. But all competitive sports like these have that one thing in common. At the end of the game, there are winners and there are losers. Last I checked, everybody goes into a game wanting to win. (laughs) Nobody wants to be a loser. Because everybody likes winning, right? Well, if you've ever been a part of a competitive, hard-fought game only for the teams to tie, or even worse, you get to the end and you learn that actually everyone's a winner. (laughs) Well, you know, the game just isn't too much fun then, is it? Not if somebody else doesn't lose, because it's kind of like, you know, if everybody wins... Nobody wins, at least when it comes to our sports. But it's not always our sports, is it? Maybe the thrill that comes from winning is really as much a celebration of not losing about being the one on top, besting another. This seemingly natural human inclination is channeled, of course, into fun and harmless forms and competitive games and sports of every kind. Yet even with our games, it can sometimes go too far when we raise the stakes so high that even our lives or livelihoods depend on it. It seems to be a natural inclination that we just like to win, but not just win, but to win while others lose. To come out on top of the mountain because winning, being on top, is a position of power, of success, or of fame, or of wealth, or any of the above, or fill in the blank. Any of us who have that positive, usually positive drive to succeed, to do well a competitive spirit that in a positive sense can be used to drive us to be better than we are, to accomplish things that maybe we had never thought we could do. We are also susceptible to this temptation to not only succeed, but to want to succeed while others lose. To be alone at the top while others are beneath us. To hold the power to call the shots. But suppose, suppose, that the model were entirely different from a model of powerful over the powerless, the royalty over the servants. Suppose the ones at the top of the pyramid were in the position of highest sacrifice. What if those below the top Were then the greatest recipients. Suppose it wasn't those who desired power the most who rose to the top, but those who maybe desired it the least. What if winning by another's loss was actually losing? What if losing for another's gain was actually winning? a way of living that is totally counter to what may seem to be true, to what we have been taught and expect and what we may see in the world around us, and a way that is certainly counter to what we expect from our favorite football teams and probably for the best. Because I, like many of you, when I watch my favorite team play tonight, I want them to win. But that is exactly how Jesus tells us to follow him in this life. He says, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world, but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? As Jesus so often does, he challenges our understanding and our expectations. And he challenges them as much today as he did even all those years ago because how can those who want to save their life be the ones that lose it, and those that lose their life find it? These paradoxical words from Jesus, they do indeed challenge us to evaluate what life really is and what it means to live. St. Augustine of Hippo, who was one of, if not maybe the most influential theologian in Western Christianity, writes in his famous book, The City of God, two cities have been formed by two loves, the earthly by love of self, even the contempt of God, the heavenly by the love of God, even to the contempt of self. The earthly city glories in itself the heavenly city glories in the Lord. In the one, the princes and the nations it subdues are ruled by the love of ruling. In the other, the princes and subjects serve one another in love. Therein, it's a wonderful illustration of Of the difference of living purely to ourselves, of accumulating power to have power, versus living a life by denying ourselves and taking up our cross and following Jesus, which, as Jesus himself showed us with his own life and death, is the way of sacrificial love. It doesn't mean not loving ourselves, but Rather, as the commandment says, loving our neighbors as ourselves so much that regardless of our role, regardless of our position of power, we do not see ourselves even with our powers above our neighbors and even sacrifice something of ourselves for others' gain. From today's passage, In Romans, we hear Paul say, let love be genuine. What separates genuine love from other love? How can love be anything other than genuine? Maybe love that has no strings attached. Love without expectation for anything in return. Pure, genuine love, that same love with which God loves us. A love through which, Paul says, we bless those who persecute us. Through which we are not haughty, but associate with the lowly through which we do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought of what is noble in the sight of all, through which we are not overcome by evil, but that we overcome evil with good. A love through which losing for the sake of another is the greatest win of all. When we deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Jesus when we let go of our purely selfish desires and ambitions and live with genuine, sacrificial love, love for God, love for ourselves, and love for our neighbors. From out of that loss, whatever we lose, What we win is so much more. It's the victory of life.